the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 107 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Good evening and welcome to the Andrea Kay Show on AM 1170, The Answer. I'm your guest host, Timothy Shea, sitting in for Andrea, who's enjoying a much-needed weekend in Cabo. Well, I can't offer you what Andrea does. I do bring six foot five and 215 pounds of Semtex and Seersucker to the party. I hope you'll enjoy tonight's show. You can friend me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter at TimboTim62. As is always the case, whenever I prepare a show in advance, events overtake show prep. Andrea asked me last week to sit in for her tonight, and I have a show written by Tuesday. The massacre of four unarmed Marines in Chattanooga yesterday is now foremost on my mind. Regular listeners to the Andrea K. Show know that both of Andrea's parents were Marines and know how passionately she supports our military and particularly the United States Marine Corps. We've all read the news reports out of Chattanooga, and Andrea discussed last night the outrageous policy that left those four Marines helplessly unarmed in the face of yet another jihadist here on U.S. soil. As helpless as the soldiers at Fort Hood in 2009, as helpless as the victims of the Boston Marathon bomber and of Colleen Hufford last year. But I want to offer my own comments tonight. They say that second-term presidents are concerned with their legacy. Well, make no mistake, President Satoro's legacy is one of deceit, one of destruction, and one of death. He has deceived us by his very running for office and by his first official act, which was to seal all of his records so America wouldn't find out who and what he really is. He has destroyed the greatest health care system on the planet and is doing all he can to destroy the greatest economic engine the world has ever known. In death, he has presided over more terrorist attacks on U.S. soil than any president in history. And what does he do? Console the families of the fallen? No. He wings off to New York for a Broadway show. I guess we're supposed to be impressed that he didn't hit Vegas like he did after the Fort Hood massacre. Let me say it bluntly to all those who reflexively rise to defend Islam by saying that not all Muslims are terrorists. I don't care. Only 5% of Germans belong to the Nazi party, and look how well that turned out for European Jews. And this is the exact same hatred that brought us the Holocaust. Hermann Goering got the idea for the final solution from the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem. Hitler's ties to Islam are well-documented, and it is the same fascist totalitarianism that we are fighting today. Just because the left doesn't want to admit that we are at war with Islam doesn't change the fact that Islam has been at war with the West since the massacre at the 1972 Munich Olympics. I want to read to you now a poem that my good friend, the Poet Darkling, wrote today. You can find it on her Facebook page, The Poet Darkling. The Fabric of Freedom. Dedicated to our heroes, Staff Sergeant David A. Wyatt of Burke, North Carolina, who had been a Marine for more than 11 years and was deployed three times, including twice in Iraq. Gunnery Sergeant Thomas Sullivan of Hamden, Mass., a Marine for 18 years who had served two tours of duty in Iraq and was awarded two Purple Hearts. Lance Corporal Squire K. Skip Wells of Cobb, Georgia, a Marine for just over one year. And Sergeant 
Carson Holmquist of Polk, Wisconsin, who had been a Marine for six years and who had completed two deployments as part of Operation Enduring Freedom. Separate fly, Marines. Without any warning, no lightning, no thunder, the fabric of freedom has been torn asunder. He was, by all accounts, a real stand-up guy, an American kid with a gleam in his eye, a college graduate and electrical whiz enjoying the freedoms of a land that's not his. When for no good reason, or maybe just for fun, this all-American begins firing his gun. Without any warning, no lightning, no thunder, the fabric of freedom is then torn asunder. America's soldiers are suddenly mowed down, as bullets fly wildly in a Tennessee town. Four heroes, defenders, alone, unprotected, fall victim to hatred that went undetected. It's the same old story whenever things go bad. No one that knew him saw the hate that he had. But the warnings were there. They just refused to see that this peaceful Muslim would plan a shooting spree. America's soldiers are suddenly mowed down as bullets fly wildly in a Tennessee town. Without any warning, no lightning, no thunder, the fabric of freedom is then torn asunder. Our deepest condolences to the families of those four fallen Marines. Illegal immigration has been another hot topic this week, and my very good friend, Sibali Kepazuti, herself a naturalized U.S. citizen, posted her thoughts on Facebook today. Sibali writes, I've been asked why I'm against open borders and do not support Obama's views on illegal immigration, being that I'm an immigrant myself. First, I'm a legal immigrant that followed the law, and as such, it is an insult to someone like me that people that chose not to follow the law are being rewarded for their actions instead of punished. Second, and most important, the kind of people that resort to illegal entering or staying in a country are exactly the kind of people that I would never have associated with in my country of birth. They didn't follow the laws there. They were not educated in their own language. They had no skills to survive there. They did not contribute to society there. They only came here because this government offers them more than the government where they came from. These are people that I would have stayed away from in my own country of birth, and now I'm being told that I have to be compassionate and welcome them here. Whenever I hear someone bring up the fact that we are a nation of immigrants and bring up the Italians, Irish, Germans, or Swedish to justify today's illegal immigration problem, I cringe. Another misinterpretation of history. Irish, Italian, German, and Swedish immigrants came through Ellis Island, where they were numbered, sorted, and inspected for their physical and mental fitness and for their ability to find work in the U.S. Failing those tests was devastating. Sometimes one family member would be sent back, never see their family again. It was a legal immigration system that made sure the government knew who was entering and why. Quite different from sneaking through the border without any documentation. And those immigrants embraced the American culture and loved this country for the opportunity they were given. Something I don't see coming from illegals. There's absolutely no comparison to be made other than that most Americans' ancestors followed the law and today's so-called migrant workers don't. I'm sick and tired of the propaganda from the left and their tireless effort to flood America with the scum of the earth by playing the compassion card. It is a Marxist strategy, no ifs or buts about it, and all of you that support this insanity are being used for your white guilt. Simply pathetic. It is pathetic, Siebeli. In 55 years, we've gone from John F. Kennedy's ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country, to where's my free stuff? And to be fair, it's not just illegal immigrants with that attitude. It's everyone on the left. Mitt Romney was excoriated for correctly identifying 
that we are rapidly approaching the tipping point where we have more takers than makers. But then JFK would be a Republican if he were running today. We've gotten to a point where the Republicans are Democrats, the Democrats are fascists, and we the people are screwed. And that is why the 2016 election is so important. When my children were very young, I used to ask them whether they wanted peas or carrots at supper. This false dichotomy left them feeling empowered, as if they had made a choice. Worked like a charm. They ate their veggies every night. Well, the dirty little secret of politics is that the governing elites feel exactly that way about we the people, that we are children that must be made to feel empowered by selecting between two candidates that are, in almost all respects, the same. Big government, tax and spenders who portray themselves as fighting for the little guy while shoveling boatloads of corporate cash into their campaign accounts in exchange for very favorable legislative and regulatory treatment down the line. And then along comes Donald Trump throwing an illegal immigration bomb on its track and derailing their scheduled Bush Clinton Express train to tyranny. Now the only two topics of conversation are A, each candidate's proposed solution to the immigration problem, and B, Donald Trump himself. So what did Trump say that was so evil? Simply the truth. And like a modern-day Truman who, when told to give him hell, replied that he's just telling the truth, they only think it's hell, so too the Donald merely told the truth about illegal immigration and got a death threat from Obama buddy and Sinaloa cartel jefe El Chapo for his troubles. But I'm not a doom and gloom guy. No, like my heroes Lee Atwater, Andrew Breitbart, and Andrea Kay, I'm a happy warrior. I believe in the greatness of this nation, of this republic. I truly believe that we are the most exceptional nation in the history of the world. Hey, if we weren't, why would the Marxist totalitarians on the left have been trying to destroy us for the past hundred years? And I am all about solutions. So here are the solutions I've been advocating for almost 30 years since Ronald Reagan made that calamitous amnesty deal. Solution is very simple. You don't stop illegal immigration at the border. You create a climate of fear and a total lack of economic opportunity for illegal aliens. And you take away the hope of reprieve. You make it clear there will be no amnesty and no path to citizenship for illegal aliens. You mandate that all law enforcement, federal and local, must ask for ID and proof of residency at any and all encounters and must detain all who cannot demonstrate before mentioned. You inspect businesses at random for illegals. Any business caught with an illegal will pay draconian fine, and managers who knowingly hire illegals will be held criminal liable. You make it a federal crime, just as they do in Mexico, for illegals to drive, own real estate, or have a bank account. You set up detention camps so you can house all those arrested instead of releasing them, thus protecting Americans like Kate Steinle, gunned down on a San Francisco street by a five-time deportee. Anyone who enters illegally or overstays their visas by more than one year will be banned for life from entry into the U.S. and from ever receiving legal residency, even if they subsequently qualify. Finally, you push for a constitutional amendment, which requires both parents to be U.S. citizens at the time of birth in order for someone to be considered a natural-born citizen of the United States. Now, that's comprehensive reform, don't you think? And for all those who get their panties in a twist saying it's racist, I would direct their attention to the immigration laws of Mexico, where it's illegal for foreigners to own property within 100 miles of the ocean or to own a majority interest in a business. In fact, maybe the best thing that we could do would be to adopt Mexico's immigration laws and then watch the left's heads explode if they realize they've had their hypocrisy used as a weapon against them. Please pass the popcorn. 
You're listening to The Andrea K Show on KCBQ AM 1170, The Answer. I'm your guest host, Timothy Shea. Join me after the break with my guest, two-time New York Times number one best-selling author, Dr. Jerome Corsi, to discuss the Iran nuclear deal. AM 1170, The Answer. Improve the look of your home for less with hardwood floors from Lumber Liquidators. Choose from over 400 styles of hardwood, bamboo, woodlook tile, and more, all for a lot less than other stores. This week, get gorgeous, pre-finished, three-quarter-inch solid copper heavy hardwood for $3.29 and more from $0.99. Cents. $2 instant savings on our hottest Bella Wood matte-finished hardwood floors, North American and European laminate from $0.49, cents and more. And 18-month special financing for the floor you want at the price you deserve. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen & Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen & Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657-333. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. AM 1170, The Answer. Everywhere you go on iHeartRadio. Welcome back. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on KCBQ AM 1170, The Answer. I'm your guest host, Timothy Shea. It is now my great pleasure to welcome Dr. Jerome Corsi to the show. Dr. Corsi received a Ph.D. from Harvard University in political science in 1972, and he is currently a senior staff reporter for WND.com, formerly WorldNet Daily. He's also a senior commentator for TeaParty.org, and Dr. Corsi has written two number one New York Times bestsellers, Unfit for Command, co-authored with John O'Neill, and The Obama Nation, Leftist Politics and the Cult of Personality. He's written a total of six New York Times bestsellers, including 2005's Atomic Iran, How the Terrorist Regime Bought the Bomb and American Politicians. Welcome, Dr. Corsi. Uh, Timothy, good to be back with you. Thank you. Glad uh, you could join us. You wrote a decade ago about Iran getting the atomic bomb. Are you surprised that it has taken Obama seven years to give it to them? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I think a lot of my books... Um, uh, it sometimes I feel like it takes ten years for what I've been writing about to happen. I think that's happened in a number of the books I've written. When I wrote uh, Atomic Iran in 2005, uh, I also predicted, if you go back and look at the book, that John Kerry would be the one who would actually make the final arrangements to give the bomb to Iran, and that he would do it in the same kind of arrangements that Jimmy Carter engineered and the Clinton administration to give uh, nuclear fuel to North Korea to see what they do with it, and North Korea would make bombs out of it, which they did. And, of course, I'm predicting now that uh, the agreement, this disastrous agreement that Barack Obama has just negotiated uh, John through John Kerry with Iran uh, makes nuclear war in the Middle East almost inevitable. Uh, it's just a matter of time now. Uh, I've said from the beginning, Iran wants to be able to make to have more than one bomb when they drop the 10 on 
Israel. It's only going to take one or two nuclear weapons to destroy the modern Jewish state as we know it. Israel knows it. Iran knows it. But Iran wants to have nuclear weapons that the world knows they have to retaliate against any country who retaliates against Iran when Iran attacks Israel, which Iran is planning to do. So this Of course it is. And what shocked me was to find out that as part of this deal, we are actually going to provide them with training and materiel in order for them to detect attacks on their nuclear capabilities. Well, in fact, this is, the agreement is an agreement to fund and protect Iran. And the idea that Obama says there's snap back on the sanctions, no sanctions are ever going to snap back. There's no resolve in the European Union. The European Union wants to do business deals with Iran. They want Iran opened again so that the you know, central bankers and the multinational corporations can make more money. It's a, a process of getting Iran back in business. That's what Obama wants to do. Obama's destabilized the entire Middle East. He supported the Muslim Brotherhood in Egypt. He supported the Al-Qaeda-backed militias in Libya that are still in control of the country. We shipped weapons in. Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama are the two of the biggest arms dealer in world history, secretly and illegally shipping weapons. That's why Chris... Stevens went to Benghazi even before he was ambassador, uh, while, while Gaddafi was yet in power, to, to ship guns illegally uh, into Libya. Uh, and ultimately, the Obama administration and Hillary are trying to prosecute Mark Turi, an arms dealer, and, and blame their, their own criminality on Mark Turi, entire set-up prosecution, which I'll be writing about more in the next few days and weeks in WND. I've already, uh, Judge Napolitano already had an article out saying that Hillary lied to Senator Rand Paul about running guns to Libya. She did lie. Hillary was running guns, and I showed pictures in WND of the guns that Hillary ran into Libya in 2011 that were photographed and distributed to the world press uh, out from a ship's, two ships trial from Qatar. The guns were all marked Qatar Army, Qatar, and the uh, guns were made in Europe. And Hillary Clinton arranged for their shipment, uh, blaming it now on Mark Turi, who had nothing to do with those guns getting into uh, Libya. Uh, but the Obama administration has been destabilizing the Middle East uh, since it came into power and creating well, more chaos and those of us in the Middle East. That, uh, have been worried about the Muslim Brotherhood's infiltration, because that's what it is. It's an infiltration of the West Wing. Valerie Jarrett's Twitter handle is at VJ44. I mean, she's the de facto 44th president, and she's from Iran. Well, and also, I mean, it's Hillary Clinton, who is Huma Abedin, who I've maintained for years is both her lover and her closest associate. And Huma Abedin is... Um, a Muslim Brotherhood and has bent Hillary Clinton's policies towards the Muslim Brotherhood. Hillary's going to have a very hard time mobilizing her leftist base once we fully get published the information we have about Hillary's complicity being one of the largest illegal gun runners to terrorists in world history. 
Do you really have faith that anything will be done, though? I mean, you proved conclusively in your book, Where's the Birth Certificate, that Barack Obama, Barack Obama was not qualified, eligible to be president. He's the most unqualified president we've ever had, certainly by experience, but he's not constitutionally eligible to be president. We've got the most criminal regime in history. I mean, these guys make the Watergate schemers look like, you know, Girl Scouts with a lemonade stand. Do you really believe that anything is going to be done to prosecute these people? Well, almost everything I wrote about Obama, and going back to the Obama nation, which I wrote in 2008, is true. I said Obama was going to weaken the United States militarily. He's going to pursue this LGBT agenda. We're going to try to uh, disarm America, reduce our nuclear weapon stockpile. He's going to cause a race war, make race relations worse, not better. He's going to double the debt and make the United States move closer to the <coughs> type of bankruptcy we see today in Greece. All that's happened. <coughs> and I predicted it in 2008. Um, I think what's going to happen is I think the potential, and the articles I've been writing, people have been following them in WND on Charles Ortel's analysis of the Clinton Foundation. I think the Clinton Foundation is at risk of being shut down on an inurement charge, which is very serious, possibly criminal, which means that the foundation violated uh, the IRS rules and um, actually was being used to enrich the Clintons. That's the, that's the cardinal sin of running a charity, and the Clintons have committed it in over and over and over again, and oh, foundations have been created. You wrote this week on the disparate treatment that Dinesh D'Souza has received. Right. However, it seems as though if you are a conservative, you pay the maximum penalty for the minimum offense. But if you're a Democrat, you're allowed to commit felonies and treason with impunity and, and laugh about it to your supporters on camera. Well, see, the, and you then realize ever having said it. The, the political left has moved into becoming... Uh, you know, as hard left as the communists ever were, and intolerant of opposition. I mean, we're entering into a cultural revolution. You know, go back and look at the cultural revolution in China, because you know we want to get rid of Confederate flags and you know make Christians criminal because they, for biblical reasons, oppose same-sex marriage. These are cultural revolutionary ideas. These are not First Amendment ideas. And the Clintons have been part of putting into a plan of a leftist takeover of the bureaucracy such that even if a Republican is elected, the bureaucracy operates autonomously and continues to pursue a leftist, far leftist political agenda seeking to, like Lewis Lerner was aiming to do, criminally prosecute conservative 501c groups uh, while attacking the United uh, Citizens United decision and doing everything they can to criminalize Tea Party or conservative groups that want tax exemption under 501c status. And that's where they were headed. They're going to continue. Clinton Foundation can, t can operate as a rogue um, criminal operation, which it has. Not doing charity around the world, not serving good, just enriching the Clintons, taking money for favors, as Peter Schweitzer pointed out, and Clinton cash. And they'll get a, they'll skate by because they're leftists. I mean, I sat through Judge Berman's hearing on Monday when he submitted uh, Dinesh D'Souza to psycho, psychological examination 
for committing his $10,000 little crime on uh, getting straw donors to contribute to Wendy Long's campaign. And this, a college friend. Yeah, a college friend. And this Indian contributor uh, to the Clintons and to the, you know all the Democrats, this guy Chatwall, who was buying influence, hundreds of tens of thousands of dollars through straw donors, gets three he months to buy, buy influence. He did it to buy influence. He said he did it to buy influence. Right. He said if you want to get politicians, make contra- campaign contributions to him, and he did it through straw donors. He was convicted and of uh, felony straw donor, just like just like Dinesh D'Souza, but you know, in tens of thousands of dollars to multiple candidates, including Hillary Clinton, and he got a wrist slap, three months parole. Whereas Dinesh D'Souza is being sent to psychiatric examination. That's cultural revolution stuff. That's straight out of Stalin and, and Goebbels. You're a conservative. You need to go to thought camp reform because your thinking isn't right. There's no First Amendment. You're committing crimes by opposing the uh, leftist radical agenda. And you've got the well, we even saw it yesterday with with Major Garrett. He asked a, a legitimate journalistic question, and we all saw the evil leak out when Obama snidely uh, tried to cut him down to size for daring Obama, to challenge the emperor. Obama make, exposed himself in that answer and showed the callous nature. You know, I'm president. Don't dare question me. Because Major Garrett had asked an appropriate question, and that is, why was Obama uh, touting an agreement that left four Americans in prison in Iran while Iran was in the streets saying death to America, and the Iranian regime was making it clear they had no intention of stopping their plan to attack Israel, and we're going to trust that the Mullahs are not going to make a bomb? Only a fool like John Kerry would negotiate, or I, mean, I guess you could also include Jimmy Carter, who did the same deal with North Korea, and Bill Clinton, and it all ended out the same way. And what I'm pointing out in my article in WND was that Chatwell, this Indian, had been influencing the Clintons to allow countries to do nuclear weapons like India and avoid sanctions, very much like I pointed out in my book, Atomic Iran in 2005, that Hassan Namazi, now in prison for bank fraud, had been an agent of the mullahs and funding campaign contributions to John Kerry in 2004 and Hillary Clinton in 2008. He's in federal prison. But the Clintons took the Iranian money, and the Democrats and Kerry all stayed on the agenda, making sure an agreement would be reached where Iran could make a nuclear weapon, and we'd help them along the path. Well, I hope you're right that they will face some criminal sanctions because it's what's needed. As I said, this is the most criminal regime in American history, indeed in world history. I don't know any other governments in the modern age that have been as criminal as this administration. But I call it the Weather Underground administration. My father once asked me why I was so conservative when I was even a senior in high school. And I said, well, Dad, they were on TV saying what they wanted to do. They're going to take over the schools. They're going to take over the courts. They're going to take over the bureaucracy, and they're going to take us down from within. I said, they're not fooling around. And we all know that Hillary Clinton wrote her thesis at Wellesley College on Saul Alinsky. This has been a plan that's been in place for decades. And what we're seeing now is the full flowering of the 60s, 70s radical left. And I think the end game is Greece. 
because what the left does is it spends and in all this uh, social agenda, giving money to the um, we've got more people on welfare than ever, more people on food stamps than ever. Social Security will never be paid. We don't have it. You know, the real liabilities in the United States are more like $100 trillion. The promises of Medicare and Medicaid and Social Security, there's, there's no way the government has, with the, our current growth and projected growth, has any way to raise that revenue through taxes. The socialists know it. And the end game is that, you know, the... Uh, the Greeks lose their sovereignty, and the you know New World Order captains of multinational corporations, the socialists, the bankers, uh, take over, and you know all the the dupes who the Democrats who think they're doing good by Obamacare and social welfare and taking money from debt, Federal Reserve writing checks. Uh, in quantitative easing, building the debt mountain of the United States to pay all these benefits, this is a formula for disaster. And Greece is seeing it. You want to see where the United States is headed. Watch the violence that's going to occur in the streets. Watch the Greek pensioners that are going to be let to die because the German central bankers and multinational corporations about to seize the assets of Greece to keep the banks open are not going to care who dies in Greece. Uh, the Greek people have just become expendable, and the Greek assets have just been taken over by Germany as head of the EU. Uh, Hitler never had it so good. Hitler, you know, you've you got Merkel in Germany who seized control of, of Europe and the assets of Europe and the German Central Bank running things through the European Central Bank without firing a shot. Hitler thought he could have had this kind of control over Europe. He loved it. This was one of the major goals of what you know Hitler was after. And Absolutely. You're exactly correct about their view on the expendability of light. You saw that this week with Planned Parenthood being uh, revealed is actually selling the aborted fetuses for profit. Thank you, Dr. Corsi, for that excellent analysis of the threat posed by a nuclear Iran. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on KCBQ AM 1170, The Answer. Please join us after the break as my guest, Dr. Jerome Corsi, and I discuss illegal immigration and how Donald Trump is exploding the heads of Republicans and Democrats alike. AM 1170, The Answer. Everywhere you go on iHeartRadio. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Do you struggle with the day to day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today, 877-749-3533. AM 1170, The Answer. Everywhere you go on iHeartRadio.
Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show and KCBQ, AM 1170, The Answer. I'm Timothy Shea, filling in for Andrea. I'm joined by my guest, Dr. Jerome Corsi. Dr. Corsi, I want to shift now to a topic that's a little lighter, but that still poses a significant threat to this nation, as it is now or soon will affect each and every one of us in this tenuous economy, and that's illegal immigration. Listeners to the Andrea K. Show are well aware that illegal immigration is a tool devised by Ted Kennedy in the mid-60s to create a permanent electoral majority for the Democrat Party. And the Democrats have failed to abide by every single agreement that they have ever made regarding illegal immigration, including the promise in 1986 to secure the border in exchange for amnesty for those here illegally at the time. We all know how that turned out, with an estimated 20 million additional illegal aliens here today. This issue is important in and of itself, but also because it is finally providing proof positive to the average American just how much disdain this president and this administration has for them. 46 personal letters to convicted felons, official delegations sent to the funerals of Ferguson, Missouri thug Michael Brown and Baltimore drug dealer Freddie Gray, but not even a telephone call to the family of Catherine Steinle, the woman who died in her father's arms on the street in San Francisco after being gunned down by a criminalian who had already been deported five times, but who had yet again sought refuge in that sanctuary city. Do you think we've finally reached a point where there's political will on the part of the cowardly lion, Speaker John Boehner, and the rest of the craven Republicans who talk a good game for the cameras but then vote with the Chamber of Commerce, which wants a cheap labor source, to finally address this issue of illegal immigration? Well, I've, I've said for a long time, Timothy, and you've got to realize that the Republican Party is not a conservative party. It never has been. It was the... Um, Rockefeller Republicans, the, the centrists, uh, Chamber of Commerce, Central Bank owned, uh, you know, Council on Foreign Relations, New World Order, uh, that opposed Reagan. Reagan had a very hard time getting the GOP nomination. And take a look at Phyllis Schlafly's book, uh, A Choice on an Echo, that she wrote in that era, pointing out how the GOP likes to get candidates like Dewey and you know who are really Democrat light, centrist, globalist, New World Order socialists. And the problem is that uh, you know Boehner and McConnell are paid by the same group. Now, what Donald Trump is exposing is the fact that the far left. And the Democrats have never, have always had, the Democrats today, by the way, this is not the Democratic Party of Jack Kennedy or Hubert Humphrey. These are hard left socialists who intend to uh, fundamentally eliminate First Amendment, Second Amendment, American freedoms, uh, destroy America, and push us in a socialist direction. Uh, yeah, I, my line is that uh, today the Republicans are Democrats, Democrats are communists, and we the people are screwed. Well, it, you know, the, the, if the Democrats are communists, the, the GOP mainstream is far-left socialist. And that's the truth. All the bankers are buying and paying for the politicians universally. Of course, in the process, human life is expendable. I mean, Greece is about to find out that after the... See, the, the New World Order socialists, this whole... If you look at communism and what Marx was saying, he's saying change the economic underlying reality, and then the people's minds will change. So when the demographics of the country change, we have so much immigration that the country has, is swamped 
by the underclasses from Mexico and Central America and South America who have socialist traditions, no experience in American history. We don't teach them American history. Uh, we're, not, we're barely going to teach them in any English. Uh, and the country will fundamentally change its complexion politically uh, as all these people vote Democratic and put more socialists in power who you know, vote more social welfare programs and put us on the path of Greece. The end game is ultimately Greece is about to find out as the banks come in and own everything. Uh, the central bank in, in Germany and Germany owns Greece and it'll be more of an occupation than it ever was under the Nazis. And Greece is not going to, Germany's not going to care if the Greek pensioners all die in the streets starving. Won't phase the German bankers one iota. Despite the fact, you know, Germans are tired of paying, for, and this is what's going to happen in the United States. Uh, the, the scheme to have this massive debt is just to advance us to the point where the New World Order socialists can take over, uh, you know, with the central banks. And at that point, forget it. The, the people dependent on government will be abandoned and allowed to die. Uh, take a look at the statistics of the growing population out of the workforce. You know, when you get 40 to 60 percent of your population that the New World Order no longer has any use for, they're useless, not even good consumers, uh, you've got to realize these people are being scheduled for extermination uh, because they're not, like, they're not needed. Robots can do the job better. Robots can do the better even than the cheap Chinese labor. And that's well, we're only... seeing even McDonald's now are, are going to robots, not only uh, kiosks uh, like an ATM where you order your food, but there's robots in the back actually making your burger. Well, in fact, people don't realize how much robotics have already been introduced. Uh, how many times when you're on an 800 call do you think you're talking to a human being? And you go, go through, you know, answer, you know, one through, you know, a, push one, push two, push three, and finally maybe you get to talk to a human being. ATMs, bank transactions. I mean, there's any number of transactions in America right now that have already been human beings have been taken out of the interaction, and machines are doing it. And, you know, because machines don't demand minimum wage. Machines don't get sick. Machines don't complain. You know, it's these are the they don't write letters to the congressman. And the workers who have those jobs or the workers who are being brought into the United States underskilled, thinking they're gonna have an opportunity, are gonna find out that they're really just welcome to Greece. There's no need for you anymore, except that we're glad you're here. We hope you vote Democratic as long as we continue to have voting. Uh, the economics of this amount of debt being piled up is a formula for slavery. And, and anybody who doesn't understand it ought to go back and read Hayek. This was explained to the people in the 30s, and uh, it has not yet penetrated uh, the human, human mind that, in fact, socialism is a formula for death and destruction and slavery. Hayek Absolutely. Very clearly. Uh, Hayek and the Austrian school economists are big heroes of mine because they are the only voice out there arguing in favor of individual liberty and not statism. Right. And they understood what they were doing. Mark Levine has written very prolifically about it. I wrote a book called America for Sale. That book is another book that's going to take 10 years to happen because I said that we would be selling off assets in the United States to the creditors the same way Greece is going to do now. Greece is signed We're already selling real estate to the Chinese. 
Greece just signed agreements that all the assets in Greece are going to be owned outside of Greece. Greeks aren't going to own anything of value. It's going to be owned by international cartels. And the international cartels are not going to care to manage those assets for the benefit of the Greek people. And they're not going to care if they die in the streets starving. They're going to care if they riot, and if they do, they'll just they'll just advance the schedule for repression. Uh, but this is the direction in which the world is moving. As long as the millennials are happy to play with their cell phones and their Xboxes and to watch endless TV channels and to engage in discussion about what Lindsay Lohan and the other cultural heroes created as diversion are doing, but not read any newspapers, not read any books, not understand any history, uh, we've created a dummy-down population that is the first stage to enslavement. And uh, the, the, what's under attack now is the left begins to realize it has a chance of achieving its agenda once again, you know, to realize the Marxian utopia of 30, 40 million people in, in Russia dying as a result of the collective farms. Uh, you know, that future again is one that these expat playing robots will march to uncritically complaining that their internet is being cut off from them. Exactly, although in the millennial generation, I also see the seeds for hope because there are a lot of great young voices that are starting to arise. They're starting to wake up now that they're paying taxes and, and seeing the job market, seeing the threats to the job market posed by illegal immigration and, and the Obama policies in particular. My daughter is 18, and Obama effectively created a lifelong conservative there, maybe with a little help from her father. But I see a renaissance of individual liberty among these people. Ronald Reagan said 20 years ago that we're only ever one generation away from losing liberty, that every generation has to fight for it. Ronald Reagan and, was right, and you know whether it turns out positively or negatively is yet to be seen. Uh, I think now it's certain we're going to face nuclear war, and that's, that's coming. That's a reality that has not been visited upon human beings before, and it's coming. And it will not be a minor nuclear war, given the agreements that the Obama administration allowed to happen, because Iran has every intention of having quite an arsenal, uh, being able to quite retaliate regionally, maybe even internationally, uh, you know, against anyone who dares oppose Iran's effort to destroy Israel. Uh, a nuclear war is coming. That's new on the horizon. Uh, you're going to face um, starvation which is absolutely unnecessary in the modern world, but it's going to start in areas including like Greece, European countries that sold themselves to the, you know, Jean Monnet dream of united Europe, which was another socialist lie. It was only going to be a trade agreement, coal and steel agreement in the 50s. You know, they always intended that it would be the European Union. It always ended up in the hammer and the sickle. Or its cousin, Nazism, you know, which is also a socialist dream. And in fact, I think Barack Obama often displays characteristics more of a Nazi status, wanting to have a partnership with central bankers and international corporations, rather than a true socialist who opposes capital formation. The Nazis were happy to have capital formation as long as it was in the hands of the elite. And what we're having formed again is 
another elite. I'm getting onto the theme that conservatives need to penetrate the elite. We need to be introducing additional themes into the elite of you know, going back to fundamental human values of Christianity, religion, uh, and um, private enterprise, themes that the, you know, the Austrian School of Economics articulated with great eloquence. Uh, I think you're exactly correct. Do you see any presidential candidates on the horizon that might lead us in that direction? Well, I mean, I'm very pleased that Donald Trump has gotten into the campaign and has caused the ruckus he has, because Trump, like Perot, you know, was speaking truth to people, and people were listening. And this has put on the agenda issues that were never intended to be on the agenda, uh, like uh, the violence created by an underclass from Mexico and Central America, the Obama administration releasing criminal illegal immigrants from jails. I mean, it's incomprehensible to me why the American people accept that they weren't paying attention to watching television. And some, oh, and I've been uh, warning people that you, we haven't seen anything yet. The part, you know, Clinton part and Mark Rich and the other criminals, we're going to see a jailbreak unprecedented in human history when Barack Obama starts writing out the pardons. Well, Jerry, your body of work over the last 10 years, not just individual books, but all the books taken collectively, have proven prophetic because you saw where we are now and where we're headed before anyone that I know. I'm honored to call you a friend, and thank you very much for a very educational half hour. Oh, my pleasure, Timothy. Great, great to be with you. Thank you. Fellow patriots, you've been listening to Dr. Jerome Corsi, author of Atomic Iran, How the Terrorist Regime Bought the Bomb and American Good. Politician. Are you? In the number one New York Times bestseller, The Obama Nation, Leftist Politics and the Cult of Personality. All of Dr. Corsi's books are available at Amazon.com, and I urge you to read them to better understand the behind-the-scenes activities that are responsible for the headlines we're reading every day now. Stay with us after the break on The Andrea K Show as I open the phone lines. Please call in at 888-344-1170 with questions or comments. Did you know by age 50, half of all men have an enlarged prostate? This means more trips to the bathroom, longer time in the bathroom, waking at night to go, or issues in your romantic life. If this sounds familiar, call us now, because we're shipping free bottles of Super Beta Prostate to listeners of this station. Super Beta Prostate is a non-prescription formula guaranteed to reduce the symptoms of your enlarged prostate. It's yours free. Pay only shipping and handling. Just call 1-800-952-3467. In clinical trials, the ingredient in Superbeta Prostate was shown to reduce urges to use the bathroom, speed up bathroom trips, reduce waking at night to go, and improve quality of life. This Superbeta Prostate free offer is for listeners of this station, but it won't last. Don't wait. Just call 1-800-952-3467. That's 1-800-952-3467. Call 1-800-952-3467. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657 Kitchen and 
If you've got questions, we've got answers. AM 1170, The Answer. on KCBQ AM 1170 The Your guest host, Timothy Shea, filling in for Andrea. Please follow us on Twitter at AndreaK5 and at TimboTim62. I want to close tonight with a topic that hits very close to home for me. As a lot of you know, I and my brother are both adopted. And if Roe v. Wade had been a 1961 decision instead of a 1973 decision, neither of us would be here today. The left has lied continually about abortion. They lie to the public. They lie to the women that they're quote-unquote counseling to get abortions. They call it a mass of cells. They call it an unviable tissue mass. They call it the products of conception. It's none of those things. It's a human life. But for the abortion, there would be a baby. And we know that now to be true because this week, their ghoulish practice of selectively dismembering babies so that their organs could be preserved for selling on the open market was revealed by undercover reporters. And the outrage from Planned Parenthood is that somebody filmed them telling the truth. Not what they're doing. And certainly not what they want you to think, but the fact that somebody exposed their lies. I called Kate Dyer, the CEO of StemQuest, the largest purchaser of fetal organs from Planned Parenthood today. Todd, if you could cue up that call, I want people to hear what I, the message that I left for Kate Dyer. Hello, this is Timothy Shea calling for the Andrea K. Show on KCBQ 1170, The Answer in San Diego. May I speak with Kate Dyer, please? I'm afraid she's not available, but I could take your contact information. Well, may I leave a message? Yeah, you can. What's your, um, what's your name again? Thank you. It's Timothy Shea. Timothy. I'm calling for the Andrea is K. It Show. Is it S-H-A-Y? Is it S-H-A-Y? S-H-E-A. E-A. Okay. And what show is it? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm calling for the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Okay. Wait. Andrea. K. K-A-Y-E. K. Show. And what was the um, radio station again? Radio. It's AM 1170, The Answer. AM 1170, uh, Okay, and phone number? Well, I just wanted to convey to Ms. Dyer that the souls of all the babies that have been butchered to further your company's mission uh-huh. are going to stand in judgment of her well, we have on the last day. Well, we have nothing to do with anything to do with how she Well, you do, because you do because you're one of Planned Parenthood's primary customers. And I wanted to convey to her that it's not too late for her and for your company to turn back from the direction they've taken over 
85 diseases are being cured at a Duke University using adult stem cells that have no ethical concerns whatsoever. But to butcher babies and to purchase them at $30 a sample is not only inhuman, but it's, it's positively ghoulish. It's Mengelian science, and I'm a biologist. And this is one of the most outrageous abuses of medical ethics I've ever heard of. And it's not too late for Ms. Dyer and her company to turn back from the path they've chosen. That's my message. Okay, I will pass that along, and we really appreciate your taking the time to call us today. Thank you so much. You have a good day. You too. Have a good weekend. And I meant what I said. I'm a Christian, and... The hallmark of Christianity for me, the thing that I find most comforting is that we always have the power of redemption within our grasp. That's the lesson of the good thief. Hanging on the cross next to Jesus, he actually had committed the crimes for which he was being accused. And it wasn't too late for him to repent. And Jesus said, you will be with me today in paradise. That's why we give Catholic burials to suicides, because we don't know that in that last flash of cognition before they pass over, they didn't repent their action. It's not too late for Kate Dyer. It's not too late for her company. It's not too late for the women who have had abortions to repent what they've done and to find salvation. But I meant what I said when I said those souls will be standing at the gates on Judgment Day accusing her of what she has done. We have lost an entire generation, and mostly of blacks, Hispanics, and other minorities. Eighty percent of Planned Parenthood clinics are within walking distance of a minority neighborhood. Planned Parenthood was founded by Margaret Sanger solely to exterminate the black race. So our action item for the week, get informed, get prepared, get active, and get praying. John Adams said that our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate for the government of any other. We need to undo this fundamental transformation that has been inflicted on us. And the only way that I can see to do that is to get back to fundamentals, love of God and love of country. I want to thank my good friend, Andrea Kay, for entrusting her show to me tonight, and I hope you're having a great time in Cabo, Lulu. Thanks, too, for Todd James, the best board op in the business. Todd, you make doing this show a lot of fun. Thanks also to my guest, Dr. Jerome Corsi. Please buy his book, Atomic Iran, How the Terrorist Regime Bought the Bomb and American Politicians, which, like all of his books, is available on Amazon.com. I hope you all have a great week, and I look forward to continuing our conversation on Facebook and Twitter. Please follow me at KimboTim62, and if you aren't already, please follow Andrea at AndreaK5. As always, tonight's show will be posted to SoundCloud. Please share it with friends who might enjoy it. Andrea will return next Thursday at 9 p.m. right here on AM 1170, The Answer. So, Patriots, until we meet again, fighting the good fight. The Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer is sponsored by Andrea K. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.